0: Hello, I'm Connor Fowler. And I'm Matt Smith. Welcome to Apocalypse Duds. Today we are joined by writer, editor, adult skateboarder, menswear take generator, and more. Here's Pete Anderson. Among the other Pete Andersons, we had a hard time looking you up, so this is your intro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's like a relatively well-known... I think country guitar player? Yeah, yeah. Pete Anderson. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, it's hard for me to differentiate myself from him.
2: Yeah. yeah right. He was the first person that came up and like I think he played for Dwight Yoakam at one point, who mm. I absolutely love, but like I do not know this dude from Adam. So, I was just like, oh, okay, this is going to be harder than I thought.
1: I have a uh I have a Pete Anderson tour t-shirt somewhere in my oh, nice. archives that's, you know, that's fun fun to wear. Oh,
2: solid, solid. yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's everything going today?
1: It's going pretty well. Happy to happy to be here with with y'all chatting on a Friday nice. afternoon.
2: Yeah, dude, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on and like, you know, it's uh it's gonna be a fun fun conversation I think and like, I I don't know I've followed you for so long that it's like oh cool like I get to know what his voice fucking sounds like so, <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah that was uh that was one of the things with uh Zach when we interviewed him I was like you do not sound anything like I would have imagined mm. um. Yeah, I I don't know. I was expecting like a very deep, gravelly kind of voice, and I was like, oh, okay, all right.
1: It can be tough. You follow people for a long time online, and you communicate with them and everything, but it's oh, not yeah, totally. always uh, in person. So yeah, that's
2: yeah, totally. I'm I'm not a big fan of voice messages either.
1: Mostly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it is 2023. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're gonna get into a little section. Uh, we call ASL as a throwback, but we really only care about ANL. So, uh, how old are you, and where are you from?
1: Uh, I'm 42 years old, um, and I I live in Maryland, just outside of Washington D.C. in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. all right. Um, and I've been in Maryland for for most of my adult life now, I, but I grew up um, west of Philadelphia.
2: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a nice little Central Atlantic uh, jaunt for your life.
1: Yeah, I haven't really gone. I haven't really gone too far. I mean, I'm all, all within like a two or three hour uh, radius from, from right. where, where I grew up. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you- it's a little bit like why I leave, you know? It makes me think, like having seen other places, when the when the guys who were like getting started with this country found this place, found hmm. Maryland. They were like, this is going to be the fucking place forever. Yeah, And they were kind of right. Like, it's very beautiful, at least from a natural standpoint, extremely beautiful.
1: I appreciate your Maryland pride.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm Well, I'm fucking only Maryland. Like, I grew up in Annapolis, around Annapolis, and then I moved to Baltimore. So I have been here uh, my entire life. And I am
2: extremely, extremely, I love Baltimore.
1: Yeah, Baltimore's terrific.
2: Yeah. I've been a handful of times like playing shows there, but I've never really gotten to hang out in Baltimore, but like you me, well, not yet. Not yet, not yet. It will happen probably <laughs> this year, but you know, like that has always seemed like a pretty similar place to Atlanta. And so like I think I can I can dig it and get down with it. Also <laughs> Philly is one of my favorite like cities that I've ever been to and so you know there's a there's something in the water up there i guess
1: yeah I love philadelphia I, I always feel feel bad because i don't know it that much like as an adult so it's uh you know a very special place in my heart but uh totally. like i can't make a restaurant recommendation to save my life in yeah, philadelphia yeah, I, I, now. I, I, yeah.
2: same here man uh, the two like oh, cheesesteak spots that i always used to go to when we were playing up there mm. like they had vegetarian cheesesteak and so i think they'd both closed now but That was about it. So
0: since we are a clothing show, we have a little feature, the ensemble investigation, other names for it are trademarked, uh, so we don't use them. And so we were gonna ask you to run through what are you wearing? What are you wearing today? As they say, Uh, top down, bottom up, really your choice.
1: Well, I'm in my house right now, so I'm not wearing shoes, but um, uh, earlier today when I left the house, um, I was wearing a pair of Clark's uh, crepe sold shoes. I think they're the Redlands model, like dark brown suede with mm-hmm. like the, a crepe that runs up kind of on the over the toe and up the
2: up heel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, kind of hippie boot kind of thing. Yeah, um, Sure. I've got a pair of pants. They're um kind of peanut butter colored, uh, herringbone cotton fabric with cargo pockets and pleats from the brand uh, Manresa.
0: Damn, I'm looking that up because that sounds great.
1: Yeah, they're nice. Um, he does kind of like limited uh, drops. I'm not like trying to say that you can't get them. I'm just he he mm-hmm. does a lot. He does a lot of turnover in stock. So, um, uh, good brand though. I uh, got a um uh, chambray polo Ralph Lauren western shirt on. And when I was outside earlier, I had like a, like a barn jacket, hunting jacket, uh, old, uh, I hesitate to call it vintage, but it's probably vintage polo with like an exploded exploded tartan kind of pattern
0: to it. Um, wow.
1: And uh, I had a baseball cap on. I had a black Stussy New Era on outside when I was walking the dog earlier. It's a competitive son.
2: outfit. Yeah. It, it kind of checks a bunch of boxes. It, yeah, it, for like our general interests. Hmm. So, uh, it, what's the weather like up there right now?
1: It's been a uh, you know for winter, it's not too bad. Uh, it's a little a little muddy. I think muddy is like a yeah. That's right, wet, weather descriptor, but it's been uh, down here. Yeah, chilly, windy. Not not miserable though. Not too
2: bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think on this episode, this is our inaugural rolling out of this next question. Um, but what is your earliest clothing memory?
1: That's a, that's a nice open-ended question. I guess I could name a lot of things, but, um, I, 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 when I think of that, I think, uh, I think of a particular item. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly how old I was, but I I must've been pretty young, like five or six, probably. Um, I had, I had a red hoodie, a red hooded sweatshirt that I, I really loved and I wanted to wear it. Like all the time, and I don't, I can't even picture it really, but I know what it was, and I can still kind of remember what it felt like. If that makes right. any sense. Um, right. And zip up? Did you say zip up? No, it was a pullover, pullover like kangaroo pocket, um, mm-hmm. kind of hooded sweatshirt, and I, I remember I used to argue with my mom a lot about it because I like to wear it like with no shirt underneath. I just like to wear the hoodie. Yeah. Um, and she was always <laughs> like, "The point of it is a layer, you know." Right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I remember as a kid being not really picky about clothes, but kind of sensitive to how they felt. So I, I remember that particular hoodie, wanting, wanting to wear that as much as I possibly could, which obviously couldn't be every day.
2: Right, right. That's, a, that's awesome, though. I mean, I, I grew up loving hoodies in high school and shit, too. Uh, like, it was one of those things that was just like, like a security blanket in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. flannel yeah. shirts. Yeah, same. Time. Final shirts, also. Uh, we had to tuck our shirts in in high school, but we didn't. We didn't have like a dress code or anything. But mm. that's that's part of the reason I, I learned to love hoodies because I could just wear a t shirt underneath it, and not really have to worry about tucking it in. Right. <laughs> so. And wait, did you? Did you say you didn't? You don't really know how old you were, with that.
1: I, I mean, I was I was pretty little. Like I guess I okay. think maybe like five or. six. Six years old. I so I'm trying to think of like what houses I lived in and where my memories of it are. I think I couldn't have been older than six.
2: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: So that's you know that's little kid stuff.
2: Oh, totally, totally. But I mean, it sticks out in your mind, so Mm -hmm. it obviously had an impact.
1: Oh, I thought about it.
2: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) totally. Yo, you're you're ahead of the vintage curve these days because you know that shit was probably sun faded.
1: I'm sure it was. (laughs) (laughs) By the time I was done with it, anyway.
2: Right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you realize
0: at some point that you were that you liked clothing more than most people, or more than your peers? At some point, how did you get into clothing? I guess is the is the question.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think I was pretty keenly aware of, uh, you know, as 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 you. Grow up and you kind of like find your interests and find your peer groups. I think I was pretty aware of kind of like clothing and and kind of tribal identities as you kind of separate yourself out um, with with peers. So I think I was pretty aware of that that relatively early and, um, I, and certainly by middle school. And I know that's not like that doesn't necessarily make you special to like be aware of what people are wearing in middle school, but um, you know I was into something some. Sub- subcultural stuff at that point like i i spent um most summers at my grandmother's house at the jersey shore and oh, nice. there was, nice. yeah and there was kind of a skate and surf culture down there and, I, and i'm not a surfer i'm not going to try to claim like claim to that i'm a i'm a total benny um if people <laughs> from new jersey might might uh or you know it's basically just new jersey poser so i was right. <laughs> uh um, um which is like kind of a through line through i think my middle school and high school life as being a, a uh, kind of a poser, but I think I was, I was aware of that stuff. Like I knew down there, like I'd go skateboarding down there with other kids and I, I um, you know, you wanted to have vans. I, I don't think I was really particular about brands at that point, but I kind of knew, uh, the vibes you were looking hi, for. And like, you know, at you the time,
2: look. yeah,
1: exactly. Plaid, sh- plaid shorts, you know, big white t-shirt or, or some kind of surf t-shirt. Um, that was that was kind of what you wanted to wear in the summer down there so that's that's i think when i like can can when i think back on like when did i first like think like well i want to wear x i want to get clothes from the surf shop um because that's what seems cool to me right right um but otherwise like how did i get into clothes i i also uh, i think matt i think it was you who mentioned you had to tuck your shirt in i went to um uh all boys catholic school high school i went to catholic school all the way through so i was always wearing a tucked in shirt and a tie from like oh, you know, you second grade up um so i was pretty comfortable with that even though i, I wouldn't say i liked it that wasn't something i wanted to wear um uh, in in middle school or even high school but in high school we had uh it wasn't a uniform it was dress code so you just had to wear um you know not jeans um a tucked in shirt of some sort and, and a tie and sometimes a jacket, sometimes a sweater um, in, in, in high school. So that was kind of the first time I, I think I remember like th- thinking about clothes, those kind of clothes. Right. Um, and it wasn't like I was trying to dress up. I mean, most of what we were trying to do, my friends and I back then was like trying to dress it down. So like we were trying to get away with wearing vans and you could wear like suede vans with black soles and they counted as dress shoes and nobody would <laughs> give you a hard time. Um, but like we were wearing like, you know, thrift store corduroys and, and flannel shirts with a tie. Cause like that meant the,
2: right right you're, you're
1: yeah. trying to sk- skirt the rules. And my, my mom, uh, volunteered at a thrift shop in the neighborhood back then. So I, that we would pretty regularly get stuff from there that, that, uh, that, that I could wear to school and, and I would go to the thrift shop every once in a while and pick that stuff up. So, um, I had a pretty early introduction to, to that kind of vintage shopping.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I, I think I started thrifting when I was 12, and mm-hmm. I had like a BMX helmet that I really wanted, and they were, you know, expensive if you ordered one from somewhere. But I was like, oh, I can find this shit at a thrift store. Like, this is gnarly. I got these Jeff Rowley skate
0: shoes. Yeah, and my dad is a notorious tightwad, but he like bought them for me nine dollars, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And I was like, holy shit, like these shoes cost one hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. here I am getting them for a single digit.
1: That's a good deal. Rally had some good shoes too. I don't Dude, know if those yeah. are the, the uh, i was ones about or... to say, yeah.
2: Like I don't I don't know what the official name of it was. Like I think it was his second or third um like van signature shoe. I I wanted those so bad just because they look so cool. Mm-hmm. Like compared to everything else of the er- like early 2000s, late 90s, I was like, "Oh, these are dope."
1: Yeah, those are good shoes, and he was he, he. I know he had vegan shoes back then. He's he's kind of done a yeah kind of a 180 on that at this point, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: it, it's it's okay. I re- yeah, like it was uh, it was a very interesting time for sneakers, and I, I, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, so. Pete, you mentioned your skateboarder. Like, what other kind of outside influences, um, you know, did you, or ha- I guess, have you had over the years, like music or or uh, films and things like that, that kind of influence your style and and your uh, excitement about clothing?
1: Yeah, um, I I think music is probably kind of a through line through my. You know, I think that uh, again, I think high school and college is like a really not that I dress now like I dressed then, but I think that's like when you become aware of the—at least when I became aware of like people, how, how people are using it to express themselves, and again, like how they're kind of sorting themselves out right. by, by clothing. And and high school was such—I mean, music was like the most important part of my life. Like, Dude, um, yeah. uh, we as pretty pretty young, my friends and I were able and allowed to go into Philly and go down to like South street and hit the record shops there. Um, oh, hell yeah. And um, repo records out in um, Bryn Mawr too, was like really formative and important place where we got lots of, got lots of different music. And um, you, you'd kind of, you know, look at that stuff or go to shows. Um, and even back then, this is like early mid nineties and I was 14 or 15, probably you, um you know, you kind of borrow from some of the aesthetics and some of those, and sometimes those stores are also selling the aesthetic too. So, like, Right, right, yeah. Um, Zipperhead in Philly was a place that sold like, you know, double rider jackets. And then you get like Doc Martens and crass t-shirts and stuff down there if you, right, right. If you wanted to. So, you know, um, it was a time for me to like, I, I tried on a lot of those different styles. And, um, some of them worked for me and some of them didn't. But, you know, you discover music and you get into it and you go to shows and you borrow something from something from from that. So that's, that, that was really, really influential to me. So, um, and that could mean like, you know, being really into pavement for a while and like wearing thrift store Western shirts from the seventies <laughs> or whatever. And, and that was, that was, you know, a cool look or like old Sauconies or whatever, um, or, or wearing some more really kind of punk rock stuff or, um, getting into hardcore, like nineties, hardcore, and and it's just it's also funny just looking back on the on the eras because I remember getting into like you know youth crew hardcore in like probably probably like 1995
2: or 96 okay, when I was a teenager
1: yeah. and like thinking that the gorilla biscuits were like a hundred years old
2: right like, right when really Sip was probably like a decade older than you were
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly and all that stuff all the music came out and like the late 80s, you know? I mean, and we weren't really that far right Tell past that. You. So, um uh but you know, that that kind of that was easier to that stuff was largely easier to wear and also like more socially acceptable. Um in, yeah. in a way like, you know, I I had uh, I you know, I'll I'll confess I had some some jinkos too back then, but
2: didn't we all um, Yeah. Didn't
1: we all? But um, you know, wearing a a hoodie whether it was a band hoodie or just like a plain hoodie or some other kind of vintage hoodie and some, some, um, you know, jeans or camouflage pants and yeah, skate, definitely. skate, skate shoes. Uh, you know, that's, that's an easy thing to wear. And, you know, you know, it's kind of a winking thing. Like you and other kids might know that you're you know nodding to being into 10 yard fight or whatever, but, um,
2: <laughs> Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, back then bands weren't like super, super well distributed too. Hmm. And so, like, you know, in the mid-90s or whatever, um, you know, like, if you saw someone wearing bands or, like, Chucks, too, you were kind of like, oh, you're you're into something cool.
1: Right, right. And that's, um, and that's and, you know, I, all this stuff, when I look back on it I think about it, it's just crazy to think of um, kind of the, the pre-internet nature right, of right. how that stuff got communicated. And I know um you know it's pretty common to say like oh well somebody's older brother or something you know new and that's how you knew i should wear vans or i should wear chucks or something because like you just you just found that and that is true but i I still look back and i'm just like i'm not quite sure like we had a couple people around um like we had some some cool like punk rock kids in my high school who um who were like you know you'd look at the bands written on their backpack or whatever and like they were (laughs) they were the influencers you know they were the tastemakers um totally Totally. yeah the, the one guy in my high school um eric peterson was in the band the orphans and um, then he was kind of a big uh folk punk guy in philadelphia for a while and and like you know if if something was eric endorsed it was you know it was cool he, he passed away a few years ago but he um he was a really 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 cool dude and you, you you learn a lot from those those kind of guys
2: when they're around totally yeah we we all had that like in in one way shape or form sure or maybe we were that to to other people that were younger than us, you know.
1: I guess it's possible. I wrote a lot of crap in my backpack too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: so, so okay, we've got the hardcore. We've got the Jersey Shore. Did you ever see Floor Punch at the Shore?
1: I did not ever see Floor Punch at the Shore. I uh, saw like Floor Punch, you know, merchandise and and, right, and, re- right. and records and stuff of down course. there. I mean, yeah. it was um. The 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 record store in the the town where I went down there, Man Manasquan, New Jersey, um, always had a, a funny selection. I mean, they always had like Bouncing Soul stuff because they were kinda as right, right. Um they always had like E Town concrete stuff, which is funny. Um and there's like a handful of other like Jersey Long Island bands, they would always have stuff. But uh yeah, no, I never saw I, I don't think I ever saw Floor Punch at all. So, yeah. sorry. Sorry to just point.
2: Uh, I, I mean, it was just... If it happened, it was going to be such a beautiful, <laughs> like, coming together of, of things all in one place, but nah. nah. Um, so, do you, you know, it, in your day-to-day life, do you tend to plan your outfits?
1: Yeah, sort of. You know, I, um, I don't, like think about them I, it was probably as unsophisticated but you know I, I really do probably organize them around like a specific item i'd like to wear
2: okay
0: yeah yeah me, i mean me too i'm it's not like the question is not to say like do you plan your outfits very detailedly in a hmm. very detailed way and if you don't you suck like i <laughs> just want to know like how does it come to you you know you put something together today that was good
1: Hmm. yeah i think you know i'm um i i think about it sometimes like i think about like cooking like i love to cook yeah. but i'm not i'm not i'm not a, necessarily a really creative person when it comes to cooking like i can follow a recipe yeah. Yeah. i can modify yeah. a recipe
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i
1: can like you know i'll do it and then next time i make it i'll be like well i like this so much i'll tweak the cumin or whatever you know um and i think I'm, I'm a little bit that way with dressing too, that I'm not like the the most creative or original person, but I can, I can tell when, when things kind of work. So like, if I want to wear like today, I wanted to wear that polo jacket. Um, it felt like it was the right weather for it. And it's a, it's a cool jacket. So it's like, well, what can I wear that kind of works in that context? And I don't want to be like a, you know, free and easy flat lay photograph, like just like a perfect <laughs> ideal everything fits together exactly and then because then you have to like change your vibe anytime you want to change or like wear a particular thing that's that's from but I, I do think the um you know very generally like Amer- Americana that's like such an overused word but like that that stuff all plays pretty well with itself you know with each other those kind of pieces so like, I think you can wear you can wear that kind of stuff together I know it was like a joke a couple years ago to be like oh that person wears engineer garments like J Crew, you know and I like to wear energy garments like J. Crew. You know, I feel like that's that that works. Like those those kind of things. There's a reason that like you can you can sometimes wear like ALD stuff with 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 Ralph Lauren, with with J. Crew, with with vintage. Um, you know, it all it all kind of works together.
2: Yeah, it it kind of all plays off of the same shit. So like, why you know why wouldn't you mix and match that kind of stuff?
1: Some people probably say it's a little tired, but that's still kind of my wheelhouse, so I mean, that's, dude, uh, that's where I am.
2: Yeah, it, EG is one of my favorite brands ever just because everything is so damn comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, I mean, I wear, you know, mostly vintage because I sell vintage. But, like, Engineer mm-hmm. Garments has always had that, that that kind of feel that I get from, like, a vintage pair of fatigue pants. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not, a, it's not trying to, like, reinvent the wheel. It's just doing its thing.
1: Yeah, it's always always a good vibe with engineering garments. And I, so I still wear a lot of engineering garments uh, too, but um but yeah, when I'm planning an outfit it's it's usually I pick one thing whether it's a pair of shoes or a shirt or I mean it's often outerwear especially in the in the colder months um, and then I just try to figure out what else I wear and I wear a lot of the same stuff. I mean, truthfully I wear a lot of the same stuff all the time and I usually seasonally have like either like one or two like outfits that like just they just become the, the outfit of the season because it's easy for me to wear them.
0: I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, and I think that talking about those brands and I don't want to like whatever. I am no expert, but I do think that they are with the, maybe the exception of J Crew like flipping something that is traditional like that is the Ald thing that for a long way has been Ralph so i think that it makes sense they're a little countercultural uh, themselves so, so i was going to ask um there seems to be a correlation between membership in these subcultures you know your skaters your hardcore kids punk kids metal etc um Why do you think these people are drawn to menswear after a while, it seems Mm. uh, kind of antithetical right for like a punk to be into tailored clothing, but I mean I know blah, blah blah that's in there too, but anyway, we were wondering what you thought about that, if anything.
1: Yeah, I do think it's really interesting. Um, and I do, I, I've i seen what what you're talking about. I think a lot of, it's always funny when you talk to people menswear and then eventually you find out you have other things in common and and right. music, music is a common denominator. I, totally. you know, I think, um, so I think music is one of them. And I think, um, as I think I was I was kind of referring to earlier, I think the people are, people know how how people dress to fit into to a certain crowd or a certain crew. And I think like that's, other people might, who aren't into those subcultures or don't care or don't want to, you know, signal to other people what they're into might be kind of ignorant of those, of those um, sometimes subtle uh, uniform signals, whatever you want to, want to call it. Um, So I think, I think that's just like people have, people gravitate toward people who are into that stuff are often aware of those kind of things. And I think as they get more into it, they might, Gravitate towards that as they uh, as they as they grow up and 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 make their way in the world. They just kind of kind of know about it and they they see it in in other like non subcultural things too. Like there's other you talk about tailoring. Like there are there are punks who get into tailoring and there's you know there's there's um, there's like mods and things like that that have have uh, a tailoring tradition and uh, I think people see that and they might be attracted to that and also the music's good. So I'll I'll try that out for a while. So I think that's that's like the I think the common idea. people are just very aware of of how uh, how clothing speaks for them and what it can say to other people and what it can say can say about you. Other than I think traditionally we think about like clothing like what does clothing say for people who care about clothing? And a, a lot of it is is economical, right? Like a lot of it is like I'm signaling that I have a lot of money or I have more money than more you than or I can have. Or, right. Yeah, or, or or that like I in I'm, my case in my case <laughs> myself. Well, I think the clothing I wear, considering the amount of money I've spent on it over the years, probably truly signals that I have less than I should—less money than I should.
0: Because... More money than sense. Yeah, it's
1: it's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. But I, that's 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 my kind of gut take on that is I think that um, that, that you're just if you're into those kind of things, if you're into those those scenes, uh, you know, and especially as they like, like I said, like I I went through a bunch of different musical. Uh, uh identifications and, and looks in high school and college and I, I i think that uh a lot of that's pretty common for a lot of people but there's there's some things that stick with you and i think um i think people just kind of take that into adulthood and and just uh and, and they're just more aware of that of that than, than your average person mm-hmm. it's about
0: yeah, it is about like attention to detail to a certain extent. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. in my case, but I think a lot of people, <laughs> I think a lot of people are like attuned to certain. You look at some of the like men's people, the way that they analyze like the fit of a suit, they really, really, really are picking up on the fine, fine details.
1: Absolutely, and if you go back, not to but I'm trying to think of like specific examples, um, and I'm going to bring. Online menswear into this by saying there's a there's a theory I, I assume it's still there a thread on style forum I I don't know what it's called it used to be like mod to skinhead or skinhead to mod or something oh like
2: yeah there's mm. like I think like three or four different um, three or four different like uh, threads so like the, yep. it like it's reached its peak that many times
1: uh. right. And so there's a lot of interest there. And, um, you know, the people who are in that thread are like their own community. Like it's they're not even like reading the forum. They just exist right. on that thread. It's like their right. shared blog or whatever whatever you have. And and you just, you mentioned attention to detail. And it's like, there's people on that thread who were there in the late 60s. Um, and there's people on the thread, and, and they'll post, that's a great place for like to find pictures of that kind of stuff because those people aren't posting those pictures in other places. Um, and there's people on the thread who got into it in the last ten years or whatever, and they can can share knowledge and awareness. But that attention to detail—it's like your 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 Levi's had to be cuffed exactly X inches or centimeters, <laughs> by and
0: I remember fucking measuring. I remember yeah. measuring my shit. Like, uh, why the fuck did I do this?
1: Yeah, because that's the right thing to do. You know, that's that's the that's the uniform that's that's the right, acceptable uh number american
0: psycho quote because i want to fit in yeah like yep. that is the whole the whole satire of the of the thing which of course like you sort of turn into a caricature of yourself mm-hmm. um, so we were going to get into uh hashtag menswear First, by asking, where were you when that really took off uh, in the 2008 to 2012 mm-hmm. period? I know you just mentioned Style Forum. Of course, Tumblr, very, very big at this time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the years kind of run together, so I'm sure I have my time frames mostly off. Um, I was on I was in Style Forum really early. So, so you, just to relate it back to a question you asked earlier about like you know growing up in personal style. I went to college in Maryland. Um, uh, Connie might be familiar with Washington College on the Eastern Shore. It's a little, little tiny liberal arts school. Sure. Um, and, but it's kind of like preppy adjacent. Like it's a little, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's, it's, it's it's a little, it's a little preppy. It's a, you know, surrounded by like cornfields. A um, uh, somewhat
0: yeah. moneyed area like the Eastern Shore can be anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> it's a story for another podcast because it's definitely a, haves and have nots situation over there. Oh it's God. not, not yeah. particularly, uh, not particularly equitable place to live, but, um, uh, so I went to, but I went to college there. So I was, I was, you know, uh, quarantined from a lot of, the uh, actual living conditions of people on the Eastern shore. Right. But, yeah. um, uh, and then I, after, after college, one of my first job out of college was actually doing, doing admissions, college admission stuff. So I went up and down the Northeast to prep schools, um, to to you know try to get kids to come to Washington College, which was really funny at the time because those those prep schools are nicer than my college. You know, like there's <laughs> absolutely no doubt about it. Um, but it gave me a, a first hand look at a lot of the a lot of the schools that you'd only read you know, i don't really read about or even heard about in the Northeast, from like you know Phillips Academy, St. George School, all mm-hmm. the schools in Connecticut, Deerfield, that kind of stuff. Um, and those schools, like some of them have like golf courses and stuff like it's in their high schools, you know? So, um, it was, it was a funny job, but anyway, that, that exposed me to those kind of, um, more to those, uh, kind of, tr- uh, dress traditions and, and just like that, that, that world is, is real, you know, <laughs> um, to an extent. And after that I was, I was teaching. So after that I was teaching, uh, middle school and high school on the Eastern shore. And I was interested in looking older because I was really, I felt really young. I'd be like, I was like 21 teaching, in some cases, 18 year olds, you know, um, which is a weird, you know, classroom management was was tough for me um, at that age, especially cause I looked really young. So um, I was trying to dress older, um, largely to try to appear more authoritative um, in school. So I didn't just look like another student. And one of the places I discovered to kind of teach me that stuff was, was, was style form. So this is... I think my official join date on Style Forum, for my account that still exists, is um, 2004, and I think I probably even joined Style Forum before then. Um, but at some so point you're I
0: way you're way back. You're yeah, back. yeah 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 yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So <laughs> yeah,
0: do you know when that forum was created?
1: I have to imagine around 2000 2002. I don't think I was I was a member at that point, but
2: yeah, I think I I joined Superfeature... Uh, for the denim section in like 6 I think yeah I and think it definitely idea. predated that by a few years
1: yeah I think that's I think that's correct yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
2: it seems like it i mean like you said the years run together but-
1: yeah and it, and it was it, you know such a funny place back then cuz it was it was um like there were no fit pics there right. was a fit, there was a fit thread but you just said what you were wearing so yeah
2: dude i i remember <laughs> like stumbling into that at one point like in I I think I started on style form when I was Mm in New York so like you know 2011 ish uh but yeah like I remember finding that I was like wow this is really what it was like describing your your outfit
0: are you familiar with something awful Pete I mean this definitely is a different discussion but
1: (laughs) uh I I've heard of it I, I did not Participate. So
0: they did have a they did have a fashion forum, and like that's where I was, and I know other people were in style form, but like mm. I just thought it was not
1: funny enough. Style form wasn't. Yeah,
0: especially case, it seemed a little over serious, which like I think it is. Which there is nothing wrong with being serious, but I don't. I mean, I yeah. sort of think that everything can be funny
1: yeah and for I, mean, I agree, and forum culture is its own its own kind of thing right um i believe i believe I'm probably giving the history wrong. I believe style forum split off there were there were like g q forums way way back when um mm. and and some people decided that those were you know not right for them for some reason that's why they started style. one there's also ask the ask Andy forum was like, oh, of course, ask, and,
0: ask andy and yeah. ask Andy was really one that I was like this is too serious. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. That takes serious and, and multiplies it by about a thousand times in my experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So those were, you know, especially to outsiders and had their, and had their own, uh, definitely had, you know, kind of inside, inside jokes and things like that. Like, again, like any forum over time, Um, but I was really active.
0: You would just be destroyed. Like if you, did something wrong you would just be destroyed and so it was very like i i mean of course the internet is not that friendly of a place Mm. um but i think that the style forums are are particularly vicious
1: They certainly could be and you're talking about um you're talking about how you present yourself to the world so when you and you put yourself. I think there are people, certainly, who like join style forum and or any of those forums and put themselves out there. In a, you know, you're really putting your your own appearance out there. You know, it's it's, right. it's a kind of a vulnerable position to be in, and you don't necessarily know that you're making yourself vulnerable in that way. And then, yeah, yeah. um, you know, you get uh, you get. Uh, attacked by by whoever. I, I, I always kind of found style form to be of them, like the the friendlier, certainly friendlier than Super Future.
2: Oh, no. oh my God. Yeah. Although yeah. Super Future
1: was terrific. I mean, what a source of knowledge, both of them. Yeah, but, um... for
2: sure, for sure. The denim section was a little bit more, like, chill than yeah. the rest of the site. Yeah. I yeah. definitely caught some flack on, on there at, at various points for, you know, sure. my cuff being the wrong height. But, <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's a, you know, it's forum culture. It's like no it all culture. It's that's, oh, totally. That's, totally. The, that's the vibe. So that's, I was on style forum very early. Um, I had other blogs that were not necessarily style oriented. I had like blogs on that. We talked about music with friends where we talked about music and things like that with like zero readership, which is fine. And I, right. I, I hope, I hope they're all gone. <laughs> um, I started a blog, um, like, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going mis- to mispronounce the name of my own blog, uh, That's um, that's spelled B-R-E-A-T-H-N-A-I-G-H. Oh,
2: right, right, right. Um,
1: at some point, And I did some writing on there in the pre-tumblr as a blog spot era blog. I think I've um, seen
2: that.
1: Yeah. And then I, I, I transitioned into a Tumblr at some point and became a little more image focused and reblogging, you know, Tumblr's kind of, kind of way of doing things. Um, uh, and that was, that was a lot of fun. And I, at that point I was, I was reading a lot of the other blogs, you know, Continuous Lean, uh, i5Style, uh, right. starts, with, starts With Typewriters. I think that's, that was Jeremy Kirkland's blog back then. Right. Um, John Moy's blog, uh, All Plat Out, Ten Engines, uh, Satorially Inclined, Wax Wayne.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Wax Wayne. Shout out, Jake. Yeah. Come on the pod, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, I was reading all that stuff. Um, And it was great. I mean, it was what it was really fun time. I think for and 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 you know a lot of growth in the in that kind of cultural space at that time, Uh, and and I do I do kind of miss miss that that era of Tumblr. Yeah, Um, same.
2: Same. It it was just like a it's it uh, it was like a a snapshot. Like when you really think back on it, and it's like this was cool as shit, Uh, and it's so sad that it just kind of disappeared.
0: Sometimes I think, like,
2: I was a different age than you
0: guys were when that was mm-hmm. happening. Like, I was in my undergrad, and mm-hmm. so everything was a shit, basically. You know, I had the, all of this freedom. I could do whatever I wanted, blah, blah, blah. But here you talk about it. It seems like it really was just a great time. <laughs> like, it was a great time mm-hmm. for everyone involved.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was no, like... Uh, it's hard to it's hard to really pin down exactly why the conversation is a lot different today. I know both like the online space has evolved and and just style in general has evolved and like people's takes on style because that was like an era of like hot style takes. you know, there's a lot of people, including myself, like learning about stuff and writing about it at the same time. And there really wasn't anybody to say, Hey, shut up, you know like <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, occasionally that would happen. Um, uh, and, and there was you know kind of an older guard too who I think knew more and was like more involved in actual either clothing industry or just like had been wearing in clothes for a long time that could could really give you some knowledge. But that that's I think you know I I, I uh, think about it kind of in some ways as a glory days. But you know I'm sure there's some people who were who thought it was annoying or stupid or uh, right, right you know didn't know what it was talking about. So but it was hey, it was it was, a, it was a fun time.
2: You can't please everyone. Uh, is that how you kind of started uh, writing? Like I know you've been uh, editing and and contributing to put this on forever, um, but kind of how did you get into writing? And, and did the clothes come first? I guess is the question.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, writing—I've always—I've always done writing. I went to college for for uh, English and creative writing. Uh, I had had a really good. Uh, creative nonfiction professor back then who kind of like opened up that the idea of like personal essays and um, you know that nonfiction wasn't just like history books um, so that was that was kind of cool and I, I always kind of had that in in my, in my back pocket even and, and my my jobs coming out of college were were often writing oriented I wrote proposals for um, uh, government contractors and nonprofits and things for a while. So there, even though that is like a different muscle writing wise, yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's always kind of been my job and I'm still, that's my profession. I'm still an editor. Um, not, oh, not clothing related. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, I've, I've always been writing kind of on the side, um, sometimes freelance, sometimes, you know, not professionally at all. Um, back, back then, I think, I don't remember exactly what the order of events was. I, I was working a little bit with uh, folk, the co-owner of Style Forum, um, and I worked with back then. Um, I think through the through my blog, I met the uh, the guys from Trade Bien Shop.
2: Oh, okay, cool, cool.
1: So I was writing some copy for them, and uh, that involved you know, kind of uh, meeting and interviewing some designers and things, which was really cool and opened a lot of doors. Um back then and with with style forum with folk. Um I think the I don't remember the first year we went, it was probably 2010. Around then we went to capsule in New York. Um uh, yeah. and that wasn't really I'm not gonna say like we were like blazing trails, but that wasn't really a thing at that point yet. Like that that was really um it was it was kind of pre uh, a couple years later, like a lot of the blog guys were were working for a lot of those um companies too. So like there was a lot of kind of blog presence. Yeah. yeah. Um, not to minimize it it was that was awesome too it was like i all of a sudden i knew everybody <laughs> at those things <laughs> right but the first time i think we just stayed in like a i stayed with like three other guys in a, a style form members in a uh you know hotel room in lower east side and went to the went to capsule when it was in like uh, some kind of like uh converted church i think it was in Oh. Okay, um, yeah. t- down there and it was um it was fun but like we got to meet like uh yuki from yucatan and uh takeshi from post overalls and mark mcnary was there and um it was it was a weird place to be because we were young and like we had no i no professional experience or really any like anything to offer i don't think that people had any idea what we were doing there you know right right yeah um taking they didn't pictures see what
2: was coming either i'm sure
1: yeah, well, neither did we. You know, it wasn't like right. we were—we had any any particular agenda other than like, hey, we can see next year's clothes now.
2: You know, yeah. um, you kind of just immersing yourself in in the industry. Just yeah,
1: yeah. So that was that was really fun, and that was um, that's kind of how I got into to to writing um, and doing it kind of semi semi professionally, at least as a, as a freelancer. Um, and then I knew Jesse a little bit, Jesse Thorne from from Put This mm-hmm. On. And after he had done, I think he might have already done both seasons of the videos, he was working with Derek and they were looking for for other writers. That's when I joined and started contributing to Put This On, which is like the best gig ever. Because it was just kind of like, write about whatever you want to write about. Like right. do some research, find a cool movie, um, you know, interview somebody, whatever works, go for it. Um, so that, that's been really fun. I don't contribute so much these days. Um, I'm still pretty heavily involved in searching stuff for ebay roundups but um um i know derek is derek's the the big driver behind the the you know real deep dives these days but uh yeah put this on it's great
2: yeah what connor and i were talking yesterday about how like in the space that it occupies it's definitely like the most academic like of writing about menswear mm. and like it's such a such a cool thing that is still still happening and like there's still that kind of like fan base that you guys have cultivated for it
1: yeah i think it's i think it's still a really good resource for people um oh, for sure yeah. it's, author-
0: that... it's authoritative
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah like
0: not and like not in a not in an obnoxious way like there is an ethos i guess that this the the crew has that um, you know people are not challenging people are not challenging the takes on the site a lot
1: i think you're pinning down exactly the the vibe that we've gone for over the years Which you know um i think it's uh it's it tries not to be i hesitate to say not trend driven but like it's not like uh, i'm talking about going to capsule or you know i know um piti was in florence this week and there's there's all sorts of cool stuff that's, that you can see when those shows happen. Um, but Put This On like tries to kind of stand apart from that. It's not about coverage or brands or it's, you know, it's 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 not necessarily... I, I, early on, it was very much about classic dressing. And I think it's, as, as the culture has moved beyond that, it's moved beyond that too. But um, yeah, it tries to be approachable and, uh, you know, smart about things. And, uh, you know, one of the things I think we really try to do, have tried to do is... Uh, rather than just like pointing at something and saying this looks really cool, it's like, well, why do we think it looks cool? Let's think about that for for a little while, right, right, um, and 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 dive a little deeper on it. So um, yeah, it's, it's a I think uh, still still a, a very worthwhile site, and and I think we still get a lot of people. There's such a depth to the archives, we still get a lot of people who are just looking for like literally how to tie a tie. You know, you can still find right. that and put this
2: on. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know after. Done plenty of deep dives into the archives, and like I don't know, always it, like you said, you learn something, and mm-hmm. it's not the like, oh your cuff is one sixteenth of an inch too short, for or, or your break is whatever. It's like oh this is stuff that we actually care about, and we want to like inform, not not just tell you that something is you know wrong or this is not what you should go for. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I, yeah, the approach has always been like such a such as just kind of like a uh, basis for learning mm-hmm. and I think that's fucking awesome,
1: yeah, I think Derek's had some articles over the past couple of years about like springboard wardrobes about like you know start a basis here's 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 um here's some things you can you can start with, and that allows you to explore lots of other stuff, so versus right. saying. You know, I think we're a little allergic to saying like, "Here's the ten essentials," because I mean that's just been,
0: yeah, it's, a concept it's,
1: that's been driven into the ground,
0: right? right it, yeah, it's really bad.
1: Um, but just think: like, here's some things you could Here's some items you can start with. Here's some categories, and here's some ideas for you know, not necessarily capsule wardrobes, but like concepts that are might be interesting to you. And you know, pick one and explore it, and see if it works for you as you develop your
2: own personal style. But given you, you know how into clothing you are and your knowledge did you ever consider like going into the industry at all? Like, you know, more in depth kind of like
1: level. Um, y- yes, uh, except I have nothing to offer. <laughs> you know, I have, <laughs> I have no skills. I'm a terrible salesman. Um, uh, yeah. Right, <laughs> I, right with you. yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, I salute the people who succeed in the industry, but like, I'm, I see myself as very much like a, a commentator kind of, kind of role. I don't, I don't, um, you know, let's take it back to the cooking analogy, but I, I could never design clothes the way people design clothes, um, or, or do anything like that. I don't, I don't see myself as a particularly, again, particularly terrific salesman. Um, and those are like, you know, that's the nature of business. So like you have to be kind of good at some of those things in order to, to, to do it. So I, 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 I'd certainly be, I'd be interested in, in working more closely with, with clothes. And I think that the the guys who have done cool stuff in the space, whether it's, whether it's other, um, you know, people in media, like a lot of the people we talked about with, with the, with the early blogs have gone on to, you know, some careers in, in, in menswear, whether it's, you know, Jeremy with Blamo, um, uh, it's been cool to watch people succeed, like Greg at No Man Walks Alone, with his uh, with his store. That's really really cool, um, and really been kind of a tastemaker over the years.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that's all. That's all really cool. I just I just can't see myself doing that. Um, right. Right. So uh, so so yeah, I've thought about it. I just uh, you know, <laughs> when I was a kid, I for a, for a few years I really wanted to be an architect, and then I I kind of sorted out that you have to be good at math and drawing and <laughs> I'm not good at those things. So like, I don't really know what I wanted to do <laughs> other than, you know, build cool stuff. So I, I kind of feel the same way as, as an adult now about, about the clothing industry is that, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to be more involved and I, I really, I really admire people who, who do a good job with it. It's just, uh, I think that um, other than like having decent taste and, and like not like I'm not tuned in enough and never was to like be like a trend forecaster. Like there's like, all, there's like a handful of those kind of career paths into those kind of industries, which is like, I I just don't quite have what it takes. I don't think, um, oh, you know, the other thing I'm missing is probably a really strong work ethic. I'm a terrible procrastinator. So, <laughs> um, you know, some people get in there and just work their asses off and they, they make it work. And that's uh, that's tough. So I just gave you all the reasons not to hire me. Anybody who was thinking about hiring somebody.
2: I, I like it. I like it. You're, you're a pundit fashion and
1: clothing yeah it's the best i have to offer Is take yeah, even my take yeah. even my takes my takes have softened a lot over the years you know i'm a lot uh, yeah. uh live what live kind of guy these days uh,
0: we what well a- we we have prepared uh we have prepared an opportunity for a take here uh which would be to ask you and i'm not trying to be leading with this but like what is the men's wear scene like in dc uh hmm. we know that there is a certain reputation but we're wondering, are things getting better,
1: I guess? I, you know, to get a real answer to that, you probably have to ask somebody who's gone outside in the past three years. Oh, um, yeah. Really? Uh, no, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, DC has, you're right, it has a reputation. Um, I think that when I think about, like, uh, stereotypical DC office, where it's, like, it's really, really inoffensive, like, that's that's kind mm. of the point is to be, uh, to to not not cause a stir, and when you think of people who work in you know high levels of government, they're usually trying to dress. You, you know, the vibe is you have to dress formally because it's like one of the last places in the country where you have to dress. Where you it, might matters. have to wear a suit and tie. Right. Yeah, you actually have to wear those things, but you can't dress ostentatiously at all because that sends the wrong signals. So um, yeah, I, I think would you are going to
0: fit in in DC.
1: Yeah, I think I, I heard you mention another podcast. You worked worked in government for a while, and, and uh, I don't remember if it was Joseph A. Bank or Marshalls or something like that was your suit source. And I think that's very typical.
0: Yo, it yeah. is. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Al Franken, the disgraced Al Franken, told me he liked mm-hmm. my socks once. And they were red, you know what I mean? Mm. But, like, my family was always Old. trying to tell me, like, don't – why the fuck are you wearing that? Like, don't you understand where you're going? Mm. <laughs> and I just, of course, like, didn't get it. You know, I wanted to be like uh, loud, and it's not a
1: loud mm-hmm. place. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not. And I think for for people who, for you know, the main careers in DC, I think that's that's still true. Although I think that's that slim fit took hold really strong in like yeah. the, the, the mid 2010s and um I, I, there's a suit supply here and i think they've done really well um with kind of like you know still conservative somewhat but yeah um you know conservative now means i think more slim fit so you know by the time we kind of left the office a couple of years ago um i think what i was seeing seeing mostly was still like you know again trying not to rock the boat so a lot of blue oxfords um uh, a lot of uh, blue gingham shirts, um, gray slim fit pants, whether they're cotton or wool, and that's in black shoes. And that's pretty much what people what people try to wear to work. To work, yeah. I do think that DC has. Um, I mean, they still have a pretty strong uh, music scenes down here. You know, various music scenes, not just not just punk, not just like Discord adjacent. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I think people dress in, the, in those scenes dress can dress kind of cool. There's a, a really strong, I think, streetwear scene in DC. Oh yeah, and skate scene in DC, and uh, you know, there's some good shops for that stuff here. Like Commonwealth's been here forever. Oh, um, somewhere, yeah, yeah, somewhere is a good sh- a good store uh, in DC now that carries some interesting stuff. Uh, you know, New Balance is huge down here. And New Balance sneakers is like really the the everyday everyday streetwear sneaker mm-hmm. in DC. So again, like, it, it does have an, I think it does have an identity. Um, DC. Um. It may not be exactly what the, the work stuff is still. I think just overly, just very conservative and right. and really trying. You, you don't want to make waves with what you're wearing. You don't want anybody to notice that. Um, that makes sense, but it doesn't mean DC's as boring as maybe it gets. Uh, it gets left right. for. It. Right. Yeah, right.
2: I will say that you describing it as inoffensive might be the most offensive. <laughs> uh, description of a style that i've ever heard in my life yeah that's a that is like a soft
0: uh slight whatever it's hmm. like uh like back it's the it's not a backwards compliment whatever it is right yeah it's like i you know i i understand it you're it's telling I mean. the truth you're telling the truth but you're not saying the truth <laughs> right
2: Yeah, like it's conservative. I understand, but but I'm sorry. A a Macy's slim fit suit is gonna is gonna be offensive
1: to me no matter what. I I, I get that. I mean, you know, downtown. Yeah, downtown. Because I'm thinking about like where I work near. Well, when I go to the office, I work near the um, Capital One Center. I think it's called now, where the Mm. the Wizards Wizards play. Um, And yeah, there. I mean, there used to be a J Crew down there. Now I think it's just just the Macy's. There's an Alden store. I mean, we have an Alden store. there's a, a new luxury block of shops with like a Laura Piana and Paul Stewart and stuff. But, you know, again, I'm not describing anything particularly groundbreaking there. It's just... Uh, right,
2: right. Just solid classic. Change.
1: More sources for blue shirts and gray pants. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And as long as it fits well, more power to you. So, Pete, um, you know, uh, you've been kind of into clothing and, and collecting back of a better word clothing for a long time like what's your absolute favorite thing that you own? Mm. the red sweatshirt
1: the red sweatshirt uh, it's outside like, of the red sweatshirt it's my uh what was the name of the sled rosebud is that right yeah um,
0: <laughs> oh,
1: taking right. back to my red sweatshirt um uh you know my favorite piece probably it probably does change um if, if i went down in my basement and dug through all my boxes of crap I don't have a uh, I don't have a storage unit. That's one thing I know. I've talked to, to guys who have storage units for their clothes, and um, I haven't gotten there yet. I mean, most, mostly because I live in a like suburban single family ho- home, so I have right. like a basement where I can shove stuff. Um, I I think the favorite piece that I have and that I really really held on to for a long time is um, uh, the main a main guide coat from the Woolwich Warren Mills hunting hunting collection it was like i think it's like 2010 i don't think i got it until like 2015 but it was it's right from 2010 it's like so it's like um blue and black kind of uh again like kind of big big plaid kind of pattern like not pattern intentionally not pattern matched um shawl collar wool jacket yeah such a good design yeah and I, I wore those for, for a long time. That was like my favorite design. So I just had like a navy one and I had this kind of more, more, more slightly more colorful one, I guess. And that's, I, I really held on to that for a while. It, it definitely does not fit me anymore, but um, I've, um, that's that's probably the favorite, favorite single item of clothing. And it just has like a lot of good, uh, good connotations and good memories to that, to that piece for me.
0: Well, don't take it to my cobbler.
1: I will not take it to yeah. the or, or, or you know, if I won't take it anywhere else. I'm gonna leave it in the dry cleaning bag in on the uh, on the rack in the basement,
0: out of harm's way. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Pete. This has been a delight. I guess uh, Matt will take us out, and um, if he's if, if Matt is still there, yeah, I mean, it's been great
2: talking yeah, to y'all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. Also, thank you. You know, from my side, um, it's it's always fun to chat with uh, you know with people that that have kind of like been into the same thing that and I have, like you know, internet menswear culture and whatnot. Like, I don't know, it's it's always fun to get someone's take on on that subject. Mm.
0: Well, this is the earlier, uh, like, you're you're spotting, like, a pair of Converse from across the cafeteria. Right. And you're like, (laughs) that is my person right there.
1: As long as the right bands are are written on the outsole. There you go. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly right. Well, yeah, we uh, always like to give our guests uh, a chance to shout out whatever they want to shout out. So have at it
1: yeah I mean keep keep reading put this on check out the check out the site just put this um, again I'm I do I, I spend a lot of time each week looking for uh, good eBay finds for everybody so I try to put the best the best stuff out there for everybody to find. Um, I'm uh, P Anderson 2 on Twitter and I'm gonna screw up my Instagram handle because I think i'm I'm uh, yeah I'm I'm branagon on, on uh, I should probably mention that I'm Branagon on instagram it's b r e a t h n a i g h and that that is a uh, an irish word for for like look or observe that's ah. the, the reason and it's the same it's it's hard to pronounce it's the same kind of root as like a Brannock device so okay. if you're trying to figure out it, it's the same kind of not exactly this, but it is the same 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 roots there so that's I uh, I've wondered like, about
2: this for I was pretty sure
0: <laughs> I was pretty sure cuz my Yeah cuz you're fucking Irish Carl, My name Connor Conchabar, lover of hounds, the last king of Ireland.
1: There you go. That's that's a good name. I I had just I think when I started the blog I had I had just been to Ireland for a couple of weeks and and uh, you know I have some Irish ancestry too, Um, and that's why I was I was casting around for a good blog name that wasn't just like, you know, that was the time era of like wolf parade wolf eyes all the different you know those kind of bands I want, I want to differentiate myself a little bit so i named my blog something completely unpronounceable and untranslatable and uh, it, it really paid off
2: of course of course oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah <laughs> well everyone thanks for listening um yeah good combo good good discussion uh i'm matt smith at rebels rogues on instagram and i'm connor fowler at connor fowler And Connor officially checked yesterday. We have still not gotten one single fucking email. So, Mm. uh, com. Send us an emoji. Send us something so I can stop doing this. Forward us your spam.
0: Anything.
2: Yeah, something that isn't spam is all we're asking for. Uh, but yeah. Take care. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, Pete.
1: Thanks, guys.